Hey there, this is Sean McMahon. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry by lending your ears, your minds, hearts, all that good stuff. Don't be afraid to share this here message with a friend or a family member, even a stranger. Have at. It's not like it's going to bite. These messages are recorded live at the Community Baptist Church of Gayhead and Aquino on Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and the good old U.S. of A. If you're ever in town for a visit or suddenly find yourself shipwrecked on the southwest side of our lovely little island, climb up the clay cliffs and come on down to our little old chapel for our weekly 10 a.m. service. No need to wear anything special, just bring your special self. May God bless you. A meditation for our Christmas Eve vigil of 2022. Our reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the whole empire. This was the first census, which took place before Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem, since he was from the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to him in marriage and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her child to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. The Word of the Lord. St. Luke says that in the days when Jesus Christ was born, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the whole empire, a census which took place before Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now, no one doubts the existence of these two Roman figures whom St. Luke mentions here. No one doubts the existence of Caesar Augustus or what he did. He was Caesar. He ruled the Roman Empire. Julius Caesar was his great uncle. Well, the same goes for Quirinius. He was governor of Syria. St. Luke mentions him for a fairly good reason, actually, because in the time of Quirinius, Judea became a province of Syria, and Quirinius conducted his own census in this region. No one argues with that. So what Luke is doing here is he's clarifying that Christ was born before this time. He's pointing out that the census which drove St. Joseph into Bethlehem was a prior census by Caesar Augustus. And that information shows us the year Christ was born, actually. St. Luke took pains to make sure we know the details about the birth of Jesus Christ. It's like he knew that one day, while Caesar Augustus and Quirinius would never be in doubt as historical figures, yet somehow one day Jesus Christ would. It should seem absurd that anyone should doubt whether Jesus Christ ever existed, let alone whether he is who he and his apostles claimed he is. Because someone sent me a funny meme, for example, where one guy says to another, It's the year 2022. Christianity is no longer relevant. The other guy asks, 2022 years since what? (laughs) Merry Christmas. Okay. Well, for anyone interested, there's a wonderful article by Dr. Taylor Marshall that explains why December 25th is the correct reckoning for the date of Christ's birth and why he's a historical figure. And I hope you read and enjoy it on your own time. But you didn't come here for a history lesson, did you? This is Christmas. This is Christmas Eve. This is a vigil. This is a spiritual time. Let's get spiritual. 
Now, Christmas means many things to many people. It's a time of year, in fact, when children take the center stage. The labor of grown-ups are all devoted to them in a special way. It's not entirely for grown-ups' sake, for instance, that entire towns put up Christmas lights and festive decorations. It's for the wonderment and merriment of children, primarily. And yet, of course, not all of us are children. Some of us are grown-ups. And grown-ups would well understand these words of St. Paul to the Corinthians. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And this is right and good. And yet, the king who was born to us in the manger this day, 2022 years ago, he said, unless you turn and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18.3 well, These statements don't have to contradict one another in your spiritual life. We are called to maturity, so we are called to leave behind childish ways as we grow. And yet, the profoundest decision one can make in life is to turn and become like little children. That is, to be born again as a child of God. Now, what does this mean? How can a man be born again when he's old, right? Jesus was asked these very words by a religious genius named Nicodemus. Even he didn't understand. Is he going to enter his mother's womb? A second time to be born? And Jesus said, Truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. And of course, what he's talking about when he says being born of water, he's talking about baptism. But he also said born of the Spirit. And in this, Jesus shows us the way to turn and become like little children. It's through the Spirit. Our first example of this, of course, is seeing how by the Spirit the Christ child became incarnate of Mary, and the Son of God became flesh. As the old church fathers say, Christ is one divine person of two natures, fully God and also fully man, and sinless at that. And so Christ, he is our divine icon. He's the one in whose image we are made and perfected by the Spirit when we are born again. Consider this image. God, the fountain of being, the mind from whom all minds spring, next to whose power even the greatest storms and fires would seem like a parody. The Lord God of the heavenly host, he gestated in Mary's womb for nine months. He was born helpless in a manger. He was subjected to the authority of his father and his mother like every other child, and they themselves were subjugated by puppet kings and occupier armies. And yet, even in the midst of all this humble helplessness, the Christ child was fully God. That is all to say that God decided to empty himself in this way into the mortal human condition. This is like being born again of the Spirit. Our daily decision is to empty ourselves of ourselves in imitation of our Father, and in so doing, we are born again in the image of his Son. And this doesn't need to be a complicated business. This isn't a complex spiritual teaching. It's only a subtle one. There is a simple way to empty yourself of yourself, and it's to pray to your Father in heaven and pray simply that his will be done. Now, our tradition in the church is to hold a Christmas Eve vigil.
A vigil means we keep watch. Watching is another way the Hebrews thought of prayer. We might nowadays use the word meditate or contemplate, but watching is still a better word because it carries the sense that we are also waiting. We're waiting in expectation. And as we hold vigil for the birth of Christ on Christmas Eve, let's also keep watch of God's will in our lives. Now, can you keep watch better in the dark or the light? Of course, the answer is in the light. It's much easier to see in the light. And the light with which we are concerned in the spiritual life, in the life of the child of God, it's the light of God, which is the spirit of life. As St. John teaches, in him, in God, was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is powerful light. This light of God is the light upon which Christ teaches us to train our eyes in watchful vigil in Luke 11. He says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are bad, your body is full of darkness. Be careful then that the light within you is not darkness. So if your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, you will be radiant as though a lamp were shining on you. So this Christmas Eve vigil, set your spiritual eyes on Jesus, because he who has seen the Son has seen the Father and the light that is in the Father. And this light is eternal life, and it will fill you completely, body and soul. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sean McMahon Podcast. Visit SeanSellickMcMahon.com for more information about his ministry. For more about Sean's music, please visit WorkmanSong.com.